Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Out of Time. This is Matt's and my subscriber-only podcast, in which we're going to be talking about things that, well, probably connect, sometimes don't, to <laughs> Trek in Time. But That's you, right. as our supporters, and once again, thank you so much for your support. Yeah, thank you. You're making this possible. You're making the other show possible. And... So we wanted to make something like this that would be a way of saying thank you directly to you and uh, give you a little insight into what we think about things that might not make it into the other channel, such as, well, we can talk about anything, Matt. So I thought we'd talk about Picard. How do you feel about that? I like that. I didn't know what you were going to bring up. That's going to be fun. Yes. Yeah. So (laughs) just to lead off, I've got a lot of mixed feelings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mixed feelings. And it's taking me, I'm finding myself in a place with the second season where I felt like the first season was stronger. I felt like the first season was more clearly conceptualized as mm-hmm. a what are we trying to do here? I felt like this season felt a little bit like, well, wouldn't it be a lot of fun if we tried to do something for a second season? As opposed to, we've got a reason for being here. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of the value in television production from other countries. Most notably, I'm thinking about like uh, in England, Great Britain, a TV series comes back when they actually have something to say. Right. And you end up with a two or three year gap between series and seasons. And it kind of makes sense because when they come back, it's maybe four episodes or maybe it's eight or maybe it's 10, but they come back because they have a thing to say. Right. This felt very much like they came back because there was a contract and they may not have been prepared with COVID. They may not have been able to do exactly what they were trying to do originally. They did not have one of the major producers from the first season. Michael Chabon was not involved. Michael Chabon is an extremely accomplished novelist and screenwriter. and. I felt his lack of presence. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I found myself not only all of that rattling around in the background, I felt like some of the decision making right in the foreground, mainly around casting, made me very confused about what the goal was with certain choices. (laughs) Did you find yourself... Did you find yourself at all in the terrain that I'm talking about right now? Well, I'm, I, I'm only about halfway into the second season of Picard right now. Okay. I'm not sure who you're referring to about the casting. Who, who are you talking about? So the android that was the key figure in From season, season one. one. Yeah. That actress is reprising. Yes. That okay, role. So- Okay. But then is also playing a completely different character who is a okay. full-blown human. Let me just say this to you. I was actually liking the first few episodes, the first couple episodes of this better than season one's mm-hmm. start. But I just watched the episode where she and Prince Spiner yes. come in and it sound it in my head was like a giant record scratch of what the hell is happening right now? It's like, right. it's why, 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 why did we yeah. bring in soon? Why? And who, wh- come on, really? She's the daughter. And it, it just, 
it feels like the show is biting off more than they can chew and I don't know where it's going to go from here, but I mm-hmm. don't feel like it's going to go to a good place because here's, it feels like here's they're setting my, it up for bad things. Yeah, here's, here's where I landed on don't those two actors. I will, and I will not yeah, give yeah. any spoilers. Those two actors, I wonder if there was something contractual. I couldn't help but wonder if there was something during the making of season one where they signed contracts that put them in the show for a second season. And that something changed that they couldn't do what was originally going to be done, particularly with her character, because I could not make her casting as the character she's playing in the past make Mm -hmm. sense within the confines of the show. And we've just recently recorded. I mean, literally just now we've finished recording our newest episode of Trek in time in which that recording I said, well, here's a way that you can kind of square the circle of how did the Enterprise D have to be introduced to the Borg by Q, but we've just had this Arctic exploration find Borg on Earth in the 22nd century. And I suggested maybe Q was showing up and throwing the Enterprise to meet the Borg because he knew that the Borg were about to find out about humanity anyway, so he was doing this thing. And Matt pointed out in that conversation, that's not text. That's, you know, me with my headcanon making something up. I almost feel like there's something similar going on with the casting choice of that actress playing this human in the past while she's also been the android in the future. And I was talking with my son and I said, I almost feel like I would have been okay with it if somebody had simply said a line in the first season along the lines of, well, Data modeled this daughter android after after Soon's daughter, who he felt was sort of representative of who he was within that lineage. Bingo. That for me would have been enough, but that would have had to have been in the first season. Yes. So now in the second season, it would have been a little weird to have somebody say that, but you still could have done it. You still could have introduced that line. For me, that would have possibly helped, but it just, there's something about the, you're about to get into a series of episodes. And again, I won't go into spoilers. I found some of the initial stuff in the first episodes, very head scratchy. You had outsider characters in Picard. You had this, you know, hard scrabble group that gets thrown together without being a part of Starfleet. They're doing all this stuff on the edge. And there was a lot of energy and a lot of value to that within the Star Trek universe. It expanded Mm -hmm. the Star Trek universe in a very interesting way. Yep. And then this season starts and all of those characters are fully back in Starfleet, but not only are they back in Starfleet, they're in captain's chairs that there's no way within the reality of Starfleet they would be in captain's chairs in these ways. It just didn't make any sense. Did that stand out to you as being like, well, this is weird. Like Rios is suddenly the captain of the stargazer and the Excelsior is going to be captained by Rafi. And like, how are these people suddenly just back in Starfleet in this way and getting captain seats? It just, it, there was a sh- major shortcut taken there in the storytelling. Yeah. That's like what there was actually a, probably a whole story there that you should have told us. And just to say, oh, no, they're the captain now. It's like, okay. Yeah. The, the one thing I, I will say about Picard season one and two so far where I'm at in the story. Picard's my favorite captain of all the shows. Next Generation is my kind of like, most people, it's the original series. For me, it's 
next generation. That is my Star Trek. So I'm all in on, I want more Picard. Just give me more Picard. But there's something I've been picking up on a trend. I don't know if you've seen this. With Discovery and with the Picard, there's kind of this J.J. Abramsification of Star Trek that has happened mm-hmm. that is permeates those two shows to me. Mm-hmm. I love Discovery, aspects of it. But there's this, because of the, the, the through-line storytelling the, the the Netflixification of stories where it's like it's one arching story over all the episodes and the J.J. Abrams constant things happening moving forward plot 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 yeah. um, you don't ever get a chance to get to know the characters in the same yeah. way you do in a ser- more serialized way and I in Discovery I was running into this where it's like you're, you're it's like you're being told you're supposed to care about this character you're being told that these characters care about each other, but you've never seen it happen. You've never seen yeah. how those connections happen. You've never seen that relationship grow. You haven't seen that evolution. I'm getting that in Picard a lot where there's like this bond between characters and a shorthand between characters that we've never seen evolve. And yes. it's just, suddenly it's there and it's like, oh, I'm being told that this is the way it is. But yet I saw them get, I saw them meet but I never saw them, how they even got to where they are right now. It's like, this doesn't yeah. make any sense. And so for me, there's this, there's this hollowness to Picard and Discovery because of this glitz and glam over character and story. Yeah. And it's very disappointing to me because you got, <laughs> you've got one of the best actors playing Picard who can do so much. And you're not really utilizing him to his strengths. Yes. You just have this old man shuff, shuffling scene to scene. Yeah. And it's so infuriating. It's like, oh, God. There are Patrick. particular moments in, in season two, too, where it seems very much like Patrick Stewart is not up to what is being no. asked of him. No. And the places where he clearly is up to it are the scenes which are the quieter scenes. Yes. The, scenes the where quiet scenes he's fantastic and yes. it's and the 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 performance there is top notch and it's it's just unfortunate that they instead of picking up on the place where they ended with season 1 give us an opportunity to see the continuation of this kind of thrown together crew getting to know each other and getting mm-hmm. us to have some episodes where maybe standalone stories would have benefited season two in a way that as you're pointing out big epic major movie storyline doesn't really work i was even thrown by the depiction of the borg in the episodes leading Mm -hmm. to them having to go you know hurtling backward in time again i was left with well this is a new depiction of the borg this is not how we've ever seen them before why did these choices get made and I felt like some of them got made simply because it was new. Let's make this look new and fancy instead of, I would have been more impressed if a cube had come out of the chasm. If suddenly mm-hmm. they were facing off against a board cube instead of it being giant octopus face. I mean, it's hard to even know how to describe what, what they, what they interacted with. And some of the stuff that you've just talked about with being told these things, it stood out to me in discovery that the character who right out of the gate, the moment they appeared on screen, you were just like, wow, there's a lot of foundation here that the other characters are completely lacking was when young Spock appears 
in Discovery. Mm-hmm. Your best character in the series should not be the character that's from the original series and been on all the movies. And like that shouldn't be, even though it was played by a different actor than Leonard Nimoy. The moment Spock showed up, you're just like, oh, yeah, I get him. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody else, it's a lot of we've been told about how to understand them and a lot of telling about, well, this species does this and this species does that. And I agree with you. Picard did a certain amount of that. I think it avoided it more than what is going to happen as you move through the second season. I'll be very interested to revisit this and see what you think as you move through it and get to the end of season two. To me, it's highlighted from strange new worlds. There's only two episodes, two episodes and i am more connected to those characters than i have in a season and a half of picard to any of the characters and it's like it's shocking to me of literally there's the setup of the show for the pilot and then the second episode is all about yahura cadet yahura and it's like because she was a know-nothing character from the original series we never really knew her you can do whatever you want with her and it's all going to be new and exciting. And this, right. this whole episode was about her and it made me laugh in my head because I was like, it's basically Hoshi from right. Enterprise. I speak 32 languages and blah, blah, blah. I'm this savant. And it's like, it's like, wow, this is, this is Hoshi, but done correctly. Right. <laughs> and I just, I, I had so much fun with those two episodes of that show, which feels more serialized. They are doing an overarching story, but it's, it's more episodic. And because of that, it, it, I think it's giving it a chance for us to get to know each character, to start to see those bonds grow between these different characters. Mm-hmm. And in two episodes, they've already done a better job of that than Picard's been doing. And it, to me, it's, it comes across as, and I mean this in a very derogatory way, the J.J. Abramsification. Like there's yeah. this shallowness to some of his filmmaking. Um, it's like a Michael Bay thing. I'm going to make this scene look so exciting, even though nothing's happening. I'm just going to have the camera do a 360 spin around the characters with dramatic music. And you're going to be like, whoa, that's so cool looking. That's the way a lot of these new shows feel to me of like, it's a lot of glitz. There's a lot of camera movement and explosions. And my wife and I were laughing about this. I don't know if you noticed this on Discovery. On the last season of Discovery, they clearly spent a ton of money on that bridge. And they put a whole bunch of pyrotechnic stuff so they could have explosions. I actually haven't watched the newest the newest season. Yeah, Sean, they have the flames shooting out of the same exact ports on the bridge, like in every episode. Like they're right. getting in a fight. And it's like boom, 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 boom. And you see the the same exact poosh flame coming out of the same exact <laughs> port, and it's like, okay, guys, uh, can we get engineering up here because we've discovered a, a problem because this thing keeps blowing up and keeps right. every time we get shot. Flames right. come shooting out of here. It's going to be dangerous. Get the engineer up here. It, it comes across as like, I'm on a Universal Studios ride. Right. You know, like you're on, you get the studio you're tour. You're the, the, the Lost Ark action. Yeah, yes. So it's like, it, it, it's like, it's there when it's like in a blurry bokeh background shot of the flames. It's exciting. But then as soon as you get the wide shot where everything's in focus and you just see, poof, 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 coming out of the yeah. same port, it's like, oh, come on guys. Come on, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, there, there's this aspect of it, it's got to be kinetic and that's yeah. what all these new shows are it's all about kinetic energy there's not there's not strong storytelling it's all just right. about the chaos is happening and it's exciting because it's stuff's happening it's like what no. holds hands what holds hands with that issue and it's uh but it's not of the same material but it lends to the same problem is that i feel like a lot of the storytelling a lot of the script 
feels very workshopped and it feels like they are going out of their way to make sure that everybody has something to do. So we are being told about, well, as you know, for the past three years, John has been doing this and Sally has been doing that. And what has Jean-Luc Picard been doing? And it's like, we don't need to be spoon fed a little bit of every single character in every single episode. Why not allow for the current action to feed that information to us? It might've benefited us more to not see certain people in Starfleet uniforms when ultimately it doesn't amount to anything. And I'm, I'm thinking of the character of Rafi. Like it was, she was on her way to be captain of a ship and then yeah. all of this stuff happens. And the moment all the stuff happens, she goes back to being the Rafi that we knew from season one. Why yes. was that? Why was that set up necessary? What were we gaining from all of that? There's okay. also the element of in all of that over talking, They didn't provide us with certain information, which is actually critical. Like it was completely confusing on our watch through to know how many years had passed between season one and season two. It took a pause in the second or third episode for us to have a little powwow in the living room of like, when do we think this is happening? And we finally figured out, oh, because that character, Elnor, has graduated from Starfleet Academy. It must be at least this many years. It was literally like figuring out like, oh, he's had enough time to go to the academy and actually finish in order to be what doing what he's doing now. Therefore, we know it's this many years. It shouldn't be a detective show around how much time has passed. And yet, right. You know, I found and I found myself too, like with some frustration. Again, it goes back to inclusion of characters and things like that. I did not care for the character of Elnor in season one Mm -hmm. and the inclusion of that character in season two left me with just a bad taste in my mouth. It just, it it goes back again to a moment of like, why bring somebody onto screen to do these things when this doesn't feel like it has a place? For me, one of the things like when you're talking about Picard specifically here, one of Patrick Stewart's best episodes of him, acting was there are four lights that episode is basically getting uncannily good with that imitation by the way yeah there are two guys in a room and it is riveting it's absolutely a riveting episode of one man trying to break another man through torture and it is excruciating to watch incredible character development it is gripping television and it's two guys in a room yeah and here we have these more modern shows, which are just shit is happening. Camera yeah. shaking, things exploding, yeah. constant action, constant thing. We spend three minutes with this character. Here's their, here's their moment. Now we're going to the next scene, which is a 60 seconds with this character. And here's their moment. And we're being told of why they're struggling yeah. instead of being able to hang with them for a longer period of time to really kind of get to into their shoes and start to kind of empathize with what mm-hmm. they're going through. It's just happening too fast. And it's just like, I don't understand what the, how that's better storytelling than what we've gotten in previous, previous shows. Like that there are four lights episode. It's just so damn good. And I've been watching a complete tangent, a British show called Line of Duty, which is about an anti-corruption police force that are investigating the cops. Phenomenal show. I highly recommend it. It's on Hulu on the first six, five seasons. Um, it's on BritBox for the most recent season. 
there there was an hour and a half finale of one of the seasons. Hour and a half, Sean. In a room. A room. The interrogation room. With literally the investigators on one side and the person that's doing the bad thing on the other side and them basically going back and forth, back and forth. It was like a nail biter, mm-hmm. like thrilling, exciting, just like, what? And it was just a handful of people in a room talking yeah. for an hour and a half. And it was exciting. And it was like, how, 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 how are they doing such a good job with this over here in the UK on a show right. of just a bunch of people in the room? And then they're creating this multi-million dollar production on Picard. And so much of it is just kind of like washing over me and not sinking in. And it feels very yeah. superficial. Yeah, I agree. And um, as you were talking about that, I was reminded of, you know, part of me was thinking, well, like, well, television has changed dramatically in the 30 years since Next Generation was on the air. But as you're pointing out, that British show being a newer show, I am. It's on now. And I was reminded as you were describing it, it sounds like the actor and the setting that came back to my mind were most of the scenes with Andre Brower in the show Homicide, Live on the Streets. Yes. Where it was, you were going to get a masterclass in what it meant to, first of all, speak with gravitas, but also just sharp writing, revealing all the things that the characters in the room don't want to reveal. And it's a cat that, and mouse game. It's that cat and, that and mouse feels, thriller. And that feels it's like so that's good. what's missing. And in shows like Next Generation, they would have that. There would be the characters walking around with the, I'm fine, leave me alone. And like, oh, Worf, you're actually really troubled by this thing. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Why? Well, because of my honor. Like, oh, it's like teasing these things out. And now what we have, and, and it's on display in Picard, characters will walk in the room and say, oh, I'm glad you're all here because I wanted to tell you about everything that's going on in my heart. Yes. And it's like, that's not good storytelling. That's well, like, not like in, in Picard. One of the more recent episodes, it was, um, what's her name? The, uh, scientist, the blonde woman, her character was alone yes, on the go, ship uh, yeah. with the, with the Borg queen. Yeah. And there was so much potential there for a four lights kind of episode just between her and the queen having yes. a cat and mouse game between the two of them. Cause yes. here's the Borg queen that could technically turn her into a Borg. Why is she not turning her into a Borg? Why isn't she trying to coax her in and convert her? And yet, in the next episode, the Borg Queen gets a police officer and does that to him. It's like, well, how come you weren't trying to do it to her over here? Because it's this shorthand, got to keep things moving, where if they had just taken their time, they could have had a 15, 20 minute sequence of just the two of them in that ship. Yeah. Having it out with each other and it would have been riveting. It could it would have been, been riveting fantastic. and then it would have helped that character feel more Trek like it would yes. have done. Yes. It would have grounded her in a really in a really brilliant way. I agree. Before we wrap this up, I did want to just share my thoughts about one other program, which I have been watching. I believe you finished this one, which is Moon Knight. Yes. I am not yet done with it, but I am almost completed with the season. and. I feel like it's doing everything that we just described Picard not doing. It has done beautifully. Yes. It has those, those quiet moments where characters are revealing things that they do not want to reveal. It is the Mm -hmm. cat and mouse and the drip, drip, drip of what is happening. The pacing is not, does not feel slow, but it feels measured and it, 
ratchets things up when it needs to, and it manages to be very exciting, has a lot of action, and does the action really well. But it never feels like, oh, the action is standing in place of actually writing dialogue that makes sense for these characters. I've I've I, been I, thrilled by how good I think the show is. Yeah, I, I won't spoil anything, but my my take on that show is it shanks the landing in a profound way. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I loved the first two thirds of that series. The final third or the final quarter of episodes, it was just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I did not like the way it ended. It it was it really did not come together in a way that I thought it could because the beginning of it I thought was phenomenal it's like mm. it had me from the first episode and I was like oh this is cool this is very unique it's very different it's yeah. taking its time like you said it's it was measured so it's like they in my opinion that is a better show than what we're seeing on Picard right yeah well it's unfortunate to feel that way about a show that has clearly put a lot of effort some very good actors. I will say I like the cast of Picard. I think like the cast, including the character, including the cast members who I don't think should have been in the show. I like them as actors. Yeah. And I found yeah. myself thinking like, how did this person feel about being asked to do this when it doesn't jive with any of the previous stuff? And I'll be very interested to hear from you as you watch more we can revisit the show when you've when you've completed Picard and we can talk about it more because I am yeah. interested to, to hear from you as to what you think happens uh, as you get through it, what it does to not only the plot lines that it sets up, but what it does to Trek as a whole, because the one thing that we have not talked about is the Q of it all. Yeah. You know, Q's involvement is present and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about what you think about that involvement. So, okay. So listeners, supporters, thank you again for supporting Trek in time the way you do. And thank you for giving us your time on this episode of out of time, where we will be visiting some of the stuff in and out of Trek, just in a casual way not linked up in the same way as Trek in Time. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us, you can find the contact information in the podcast description. You can shoot us a note in the same way as you could any other day. And we look forward to hearing what you think about this. And as usual, if you care for this, if this is doing anything for you, let your friends know, let people know, share the word, and we appreciate your help in not only supporting this but in supporting trek in time matt and i really do enjoy talking about all this stuff so getting you guys involved in the conversation and bringing you in as you provide us feedback we will be sharing listener comments in the future so don't hesitate to reach out we'll talk to you next time everybody Bye.